population of concentration camps in 1945 and how the Jews cope with the fear of life itself is our very heavy topic that we will be discussing this morning. How can legacies of the past affect cultures and mold modern history? And how did the Jews accept life after the deadly time period they faced? I'm Sydney. And I'm Kalise. And today, we'll be addressing the subject of the liberation of concentration camps during the Holocaust. subject, the more gruesome it gets. The fact that this was not even 80 years ago is unimaginable. That this took place and so many lives and families were changed so drastically, it has to be one of the most horrifying events in history. Truly, what happened was devastating. Did you know around 11 million people lost their lives? With most of them being Jewish, but also including other groups such as gypsies and people of different ethnicities and cultures. That is unbelievable, and my heart goes out to the families with ancestors. Honestly, grandparents. Yeah, grandparents who experienced that petrifying event. And one day I was reading this article on the site called um, The Aftermath of the Holocaust, and I remember one specific part that just made my heart drop into my stomach. And it was when the article said, in 1945, Allied troops entered the concentration camps, and what they discovered was morbid. They found piles of corpses, bones, and human ashes. That is absolutely devastating. I couldn't even imagine what crossed their minds when they walked in on the scene of innocent lives that had been taken for no justifiable reason. I, for one, wouldn't be able to begin to comprehend that sight, and what makes it even worse is, in addition to that, very depressing visual. Soldiers also found thousands of Jews and non-Jews suffering from starvation and disease. These people that the Soviets had found were locked away in concentration camps and left behind by their captors, who had forced many prisoners, who they chose the healthiest ones to take and left behind the ones that were liabilities, to march on westward away from the approaching Soviet. These marches would later come to be known as death marches. These death marches took place during dreadful conditions and put their bodies through strenuous amounts of exertion because of all the marching, but they had to march on through the pain if they wanted to not be left behind for dead. But what's interesting is that on the Day of Liberation, an underground prisoner resistance organization seized control of Buchenwald to prevent acts of violence by the retreating camp guards. So what you're saying is that the day they were liberated was the day that they took control of the camps? Yeah, they took over the camps as the guards were going away, making some of the other prisoners go on death marches away from the camps as a reassurance that they could not hurt the remaining prisoners that they left behind. But what happened to the Jews after they were liberated? Where did they go if everything they had was destroyed? Yeah, I found this article that I read that the survivors of the Holocaust found it exhausting just the thought of having to rebuild their lives and start over. Having to rebuild stores, homes, religious temples, etc. is something that most people wouldn't even begin to imagine going through. It's absolutely terrible to imagine that they would have to go through that, especially after losing their loved ones. After the liberation, the Jews anticipated going back home because of very strong hatreds towards them aka anti-semitism that was very popular in certain parts of europe in poland post-war they held a number of pogroms 
which were violent riots, were targeted at Jews. The larger riots occurred in Pilsen in 1946. This was a time when Polish rioters killed at least 42 Jews, and they were on to beat the others. After everything that they had already been forced to endure, they were still facing backlash of the ideas of anti-Semitism that the Nazis had planted. One thing that was so helpful and gracious was that the American Jewish Joint Distribution Committee provided Holocaust survivors with food and clothing, while the Organization for Rehabilitation through training offered vocational training. I honestly don't know how I would have been able to handle this if I lived back then. I wouldn't have been able to handle this, I know that for a fact. I would probably just drop in the concentration camps themselves. Yeah, going through everything that they went through, through losing everything that they had worked so hard for, to going into concentration camps, getting sick and hurt because they weren't being treated well, to losing everyone that they knew. It's... And watching and watching all their family members die right in front of themselves, and watching and parents watching their children being killed right in front of them. It's absolutely devastating. And the fact that they had to go through this is heart-wrenching. Well, that was our podcast on concentration camps and the liberation of them. I'm Sydney. And I'm Police.